Is a popular popular podcast. Do not be afraid. Welcome to Popular History, a library of Catholic knowledge and insights brought to you daily. My name is Greg, and this is the fifth installment in our twenty-one part series covering all the twenty-one new cardinals announced by Pope Francis during his Sunday Angelus on July 9th. The consistory will take place on Saturday, September thirtieth. The research for today's cardinal finally forced me to look into how to pronounce what I once butchered mentally as Yves, which turns out is actually pronounced Eve. To help with your research, and to make it clearer who I'm talking about, I'm going to start giving the full name, not just the last name, in the show title for every cardinal. That approach should be sufficient for our modern cardinals, as well as for this and any future series on new cardinals. For historical cardinals, well, I'll explain more when the time comes, but basically I'm developing a numbering system for them as well, because nothing says I have a library degree and am interested in the database side of things like developing control numbers. Plus, there's a lot where we just have their first names, and there's a lot of cardinals with the same first name historically. Anyways, Christophe Louis Yves George Pierre was born January 30th, 1946, in Rennes, France. At 77, he's the oldest among the cardinal electors in this batch. It's worth noting Pope Francis did announce the elevation of three folk who are already over the voting age cap of 80. They'll still be made cardinals, but like all cardinals over 80, those folks will not be eligible to participate in a future conclave unless the rules change, which could always happen since the Pope is an absolute monarch but I don't expect that to happen. Fair? All right, well, speaking of surprises, Christophe actually went to primary school in Madagascar and spent some time studying in Morocco as well. He wound up back in Rennes, France, to go to seminary. His seminary studies were interrupted by two years of military service, but he was eventually ordained a priest on April 5, 1970, at the age of 24. He spent a few years in parish life, then went back to his studies, ultimately obtaining a doctorate in theology from the Pontifical Lateran University in 1977. That same year, Star Wars came out. There's no special connection there, I'm just keeping you on your toes. Anyways, also in 1997, Father Christophe Pierre entered the Holy See's diplomatic service, starting off in Wellington, New Zealand, but also serving in Mozambique, Zimbabwe, Cuba, and Brazil, not to mention helping out with the Vatican's representation at the UN. I should caution that all of that is straight from Wikipedia. I could not find another source on it, so take it with a grain of salt. And please, when you're editing Wikipedia, cite your sources, that way we can actually trust you, without having to confess that we're just relying on Wikipedia. Anyways, Father Pierre's career took its next big step in 1995, when Pope St. John Paul II made him titular archbishop and apostolic nuncio to Haiti. If you don't know Haiti's history, you should get to know it. It's the story of the only successful slave rebellion in history. In his book, Decision-Making in the UN Security Council, The Case of Haiti, David M. Malone says the following of Archbishop Pierre, Monsignor Christophe Pierre, 
Nuncio since 1995, seems more interested in learning about mediating the differences within the Haitian church than taking sides on the Haitian political scene. End quote. To my mind, that's actually fairly high praise for a Nuncio. Malone describes Pierre as current Nuncio because, well, that book was published in 1998, and that was true at the time. But we do know how it is with Nuncios moving about. In 1999, Archbishop Pierre became Nuncio to Uganda, home to over 10 million Catholics, though admittedly, Catholics aren't the only Christians in town, being outnumbered by the Protestants when they're taken collectively in heavily Christian Uganda. Of course, in terms of raw numbers of Catholics, it was Archbishop Pierre's next nunciature, Mexico, in 2007, that was his biggest job. Yet, I hope my biases aren't showing too much when I observe that Mexico doesn't tend to rank as highly in terms of sheer geopolitical influence, for good or for ill, as the Archbishop's current post as nuncio to the United States since 2016. The fact that Pope Francis is making Archbishop Pierre a cardinal while he is still a sitting nuncio is unusual. I know we just had one last time we were talking about a new cardinal, but it is unusual for a sitting nuncio to be made a cardinal. Now, it is fairly routine for nuncios to be made cardinals after their diplomatic roles are finished, especially if they're nuncio to the USA. Uh, something like three-quarters of U.S. nuncios have had that happen. But it's probable that the relatively early elevation here is more due to actually his relatively late retirement as nuncio. He's 77, and so past the customary and actually technically mandatory retirement age of 75 for bishops, and, uh, well, by extension, nuncios. Pope Francis has shown a willingness to keep people in their post past that age, but then you start to run into the math of it, because with the retirement age definitely mandatory of 80 for cardinals, at least in terms of their electoring, they're going to run out of time where they can actually influence papal elections, which is kind of the idea of being a cardinal. Now, as an aside, and I want to make sure I'm keeping this separate because I don't want to make people think that I'm saying this about Archbishop Pierre, but Archbishop Pierre's immediate predecessor as U.S. Nuncio is one Carlo Maria Vigano, and he is likely to remain in the one-fourth of former U.S. nuncios who do not get made a cardinal, as he has since become an open critic of the Pope. That is not the case for Archbishop Pierre, but I figured I might as well note Archbishop Vigano's existence, because I don't want to be accused of masking any controversy. I may explore prominent critics of Pope Francis within the Church more in the future. For now, if I don't get around to it, Vigano is an example of those quite hostile, accompanied in the U.S. by Bishop Joseph Strickland, who is the currently serving bishop of Tyler, Texas, who was recently investigated by the Vatican after saying things like, quote, I believe Pope Francis is the Pope, but it is time for me to say that I reject his program of undermining the deposit of faith, end quote. Again, Vigano and Strickland are examples of tensions within the U.S. Church that Cardinal-elect Pierre has to navigate. Christophe Pierre himself appears to think differently. Now, to get back to what Cardinal-elect Pierre himself thinks, and to get a bit of insight into how these things work on the ground, I want to offer the following quote. When I call a priest to tell him that the Holy Father has appointed him bishop, I am quite anxious, because I always want him to say yes. This is a bit different, because I heard I was already appointed. 
the news is already out there, so there is no point in saying no. End quote. Of course, though Cardinal-elect Pierre says there is no point in saying no, folks have publicly declined the cardinalate before, including one just last consistory when Lucas von Louis, the emeritus Archbishop of Ghent in Belgium, requested permission to decline his appointment to the cardinalate over a concern about the optics given fair criticism of his less-than-stellar response to the clerical sexual abuse crisis. Got a link to that in the show notes. Apologies for the extra asides today, but I figured while we were still talking nuncios, it would be good to get a picture of the sort of controversies nuncios get to navigate, from clerical infighting to the rolling and tragic abuse crisis worldwide. That's enough for today. There's plenty more to discuss about the Cardinal-elect, and we may well get another longer-format episode on him down the line, as this episode is part of Cardinal Numbers. I'm sure tomorrow will be a banger, as we look at the Cardinal-elect with my favorite name, Cardinal-elect Pierre Battista Pizzaballa. Thank you for listening. God bless you all.